A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Grace Campbell, um, comedian, author, and, and lots of other things. I talk loads. I'm Scarlett Curtis, writer, sometimes activist, TV watcher. Very fashionable, both of us. <laughs> We're, We're both wearing velour. We really are gone for the velour today. <laughs> Um, each week on this show, we check in to recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and catch up about what we've been watching, loving, hating, consuming, um, telling people to watch, being told to watch, eating. We just had a bowl of crisps. Eating. Love crisps. <laughs> Love crisps. So addictive. I actually, who knew? <laughs> Genuinely, though, I feel like I've discovered crisps in the last few months. Oh my god, I'm so happy with you. <laughs> I, I discovered crisps. Um, no, but like crisps. As a um, on your own snack. Oh yeah. I've always had crisps as like a, when you're out the house, at a like tube stop, at a party. But now I'm like I order multi packs of crisps. I always have them in my larder. What's your, okay? What's your favorite crisp? So it changes, and it's quite annoying because I order bulk, my favorite, and then go off it. So I love anything salt and vinegar. I love a salt and vinegar snacker jack. They're the most salty. And then at the moment I'm on a skips wave. Skips, yeah. the normal, because I've seen they've got other flavours of Skips now. No, they've got other flavours of Quavers now. Oh, yes. Not what did good. you give me? Not it was good. A... Salt and vinegar Quavers. Oh, yeah, that was really, really awful. It's terrible, yeah. because it turns out everything about Quavers is cheese. The cheese, yeah, yeah. It's that's just a shit Quavers crisp. are my favourite crisps. Yeah, but don't go for those. Quavers, and I would say, like, those, like, the sort of holiday, like, ready-salted crisps yeah. that you have there, like, the really thin... I love a ready-salted. Like, Terrells, but, like, the holiday ones. Yeah, That's yeah. what those taste like, holiday like, crisps. when you're on holiday. Totally. Pom bears also holiday crisps. Oh, I crisps. love pom bears. You always have pom bears. I love it about you. But me and my friend call them holiday crisps. It's so funny. My, my friend who isn't you. Your who? <laughs> my my cousin um, says that I'm like a like a child, but basically, like whenever we're out together, I get really like faint, and I'm like, I need a snack. So she always you does, are. People always need snacks to be around me. Like my ex boyfriend, he would always have snacks so that if I got really hungry and angry he'd be like eat this and then see if you're still angry at me but also what I love about you is that when you're given the snack you're so grateful you're eating like you've just come off a desert island you're like oh my god because Scarlett I get so hungry like it's mad <laughs> like if, if you if I get in an argument with someone when I'm hungry it's like so much worse than what it would be if I wasn't hungry I'd just get so much more angry it's like really mad I mean with my ex-boyfriend it was I a love real it. theme so, we have just, uh, so, so, oh, can I tell you one thing, actually? Yeah. 
this week so last week on the podcast you were talking about cleaning um i don't know how we were talking about it but then i was like looking around your house and i was like it looks so fucking clean in here that i went home that night i cleaned out all of the cupboards in my kitchen like everything out cleaned everything i threw so much stuff away i reorganized it all i've never done that in the eight years i've lived in my flat eight years i've never cleaned out those cupboards so you really inspired me and some of the shit I found was so grim. It is the best feeling in the world. Sometimes I got so excited the other day because I knew I had a messy flat that I could come back to and clean. It's really, you do feel you've cleaned out your head mm. at the same time as you're cleaning. It's a perfect thing to do when you're like watching Real Housewives. It is. It and really I also is. find it's a perfect thing to do if you're like a little bit anxious but not super anxious. You just feel a bit like, I get it when I feel very agitated and like... I just kind of want to like rip my skin or like, I mean, that's quite extreme, but you know when you're like, yes, I know you exactly want to get out you your mean. skin. Yeah, yeah. I find that if I clean then, it clears my head. It really helps me. Because also when you start, you you don't stop until you're done. Exactly. That's what I found in my one week of cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a novice, but the last week, I even cleaned my bin and I've never done that before in my life. I always get people to do it for me. I saw you post about that. On I bleached my your, bin. Yeah, cleaning your bin is a real feeling of, amazingness okay i have to tell you something okay i've just found it um i got you know sometimes when you open your inbox on your email and you just have those emails you do not want to receive like your heart drops it's like hell okay i got one of those emails this week do you want to hear it yeah it's from king that's the address congratulations you've reached level 3500 scarlet what a performance You've broken the 3,500 level barrier, Scarlett. You are truly among the elite. Getting to level 3,500 is no easy feat. Well done. Keep up the excellent work. Beating this many levels puts you firmly in the exclusive top 6% of players. So to celebrate, here's your level 3,500 badge. Wear it with pride. Can I just say, do you want to know what the way you read that was as though this shouldn't be a celebration? It's from Candy Crush. I know it's. I I presumed, but you you read that like it was a sermon. I, <laughs> the top six. They were so excited to send you that email. Do you know that? It, I mean, <laughs> I talked about this in therapy. I'm in the top six percent of Candy Crush players. Do you know how many people play Candy Crush? How many? Millions. Oh my god. It's not good. I don't know. I'm I don't know. About it. Why? But you. The thing is, <laughs> I would be worried if like all you did was play Candy Crush. It is all I do. You, it isn't all you do. You just somehow find loads of hours in the day to fit in hours of Candy Crush. The problem with you is like you watch loads of shit yeah. and play Candy Crush. Yeah. You don't just sit there and play Candy Crush. Yes, yes. You're yes. watching stuff at the same time. Okay. It really doesn't matter. It's like I'm on Instagram watching stuff, and I'm never on Instagram. What's the difference? When people talk about their like screen time on their phone, mine's like, you know, half an hour Instagram, half an hour text hours exactly exactly okay anyway moving on we are going to talk about episode two of Of rohaba rohaba uh it was a great one i feel we're firmly now like in the season i love that we've started with a trip because you know they were never going to be able to do as much in beverly hills because of covid and so it was such a perfect choice just to take us to Mm. lake tahoe and the trips are always wild anyway. The trips are always wild, and you're right, because you don't think about it, but logistically it's so complicated to get them all together for longer than, like, an evening. And what's so mad is that when they go on these trips, like, 
they drink more, they're together, they're like on top of each other. I mean, it's funny because like, we were talking about like the concept of going on a trip like that with loads of women you don't know. But I remember like old seasons when they would like all have to share rooms with people. Oh yeah. Can you imagine having no. to do that? I used to watch that and be like, that, that's my hell. Hell. Me and you don't share Being us young women. Like, yeah. can you imagine being in your 40s or 50s oh and having God. to share a bed with Lisa Vanderpump? Like, <laughs> I do feel Crystal was really bringing a lot this episode, the new housemate. Oh, housemate. Housemate, basically. <laughs> basically housemate. <laughs> but her having to share a house with those women she's literally just met I mean I did kind of feel for her in that moment I don't I just would be so afraid to do that I think because they are very 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 like pylon type people so if you get caught it's like that season when that woman Joyce when when they went to Palm Springs and it was just all I'd be so worried that everyone was going to turn on me or that I'd say something or that they just didn't like me so I kind of respect her for going it's like if you're if you've ever done a live anything a live show or a live I mean it's not super relatable but you're terrified of saying something while you're live because yeah. it's live and um I feel it's a bit like that on those trips like every word you said you'd be thinking through um and especially as the theme of this season in terms of their fight seems to be race I yeah. think that puts some of them in a very iffy situation should we talk so in this episode I think it's like really really amazing that this is finally being spoke like dealt with yeah. in Beverly Hills because it I in Atlanta it is in loads of ways because Atlanta's like predominantly black women as well um but Beverly Hills has kind of been like a very like we don't see color vibe like yeah. so far and I think you know something like New York the women are so you don't watch New York but the women are so extreme it's kind of very clear they're right wing it's clear they're going to be racist like and it doesn't mean it's justified them not having women of colour on the show, but Beverly Hills, it's very much been like, we're cool, we're liberal, yeah. we just don't know anyone that's not white and rich. You know, it's like, so it. I think they're the biggest offenders in that way because they've been so blasé about it in a way that actually is quite aggressive, almost more than... It's that subtle, like, you know. And also, because of all of that stuff with that, that did happen with Brandy where she said some outrageously offensive things, some vile things, and it never really got dealt with at the time. She so never I got think... called out on it. The other women were accused of reacting badly to her, which is such a housewife's thing. Of it got like... flipped onto Joyce. Yeah. It was mad, and then she left. And she left. So so it's really good. So, so in this episode, Garcelle um, sits down with Kyle and talks about when, in the reunion last season, when Kyle called her out for not paying at that charity event and Garcelle was like would you have done that with one of the other white housewives and Carl was very I don't see colour Carl was very her response was like okay look we're white women so like we're also yeah. very guilty of this uh, loads of points in our lives of course but like her response was like I would I hadn't even thought of that I hadn't even thought that you're black it was just the shock of it and then you know the the onus being on Garcelle to explain and then when Kyle kind of parroted that back to someone else like and I think Kyle I mean Kyle's also the worst offender of this on the show because Kyle presents herself as little miss perfect like she is meant to be the nice one she's meant to be the you know helpful one like all of that and I think you could just see it was so terrifying to her this idea of being called racist and I think that's something that all white people have to come to terms with, something that me and you have, you know, worked to come to terms with, is, like, we are all going to do things throughout our life that are offensive, because we 
don't know enough and like you have to just you can't have that reaction yeah her reaction was like where, where have you been it yeah. was very like you know that's exactly what the whole world's been trying to stop is is yeah. white women turning around and being like oh my god i'm so offended that you would even like you'd yeah. just be like yeah maybe that yeah. like part of that came from that yeah. i don't know it's possible exactly and then we had another one where crystal and sutton i mean we only saw the brewings of yeah the to fight. be to be continued to be continued but sutton is a very interesting figure and i think i think it's great that they're bringing this out of her because i hate watching these people that you know have these views but they never say them and it can get quite uncomfortable but so at that point um she was basically had just said something along the lines of it's also really hard for me too because people think i'm a redneck well also she raised it didn't she because kyle was telling them both about what garcelle had said and then sutton was like no 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 you can't accuse us of that we don't do that here you know we don't see that i've got discrimination against me she was like but we're all strong women and we're all educated and it doesn't i mean it was very dodgy yeah it was very 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 dodgy so um and then it made me excited to have crystal there because actually i feel like she's gonna really stick it to like that that's what i mean she'd never met any she barely met any of these people and she was like so you're the kind of person who says i don't see yeah i was proper going for it i was like okay this is great i mean i'm excited about crystal i was worried she was gonna be like a nice wife yeah and another little miss perfect another little miss perfect she's really not yeah i like her I, i like her as a housewife i'm not sure yeah i feel like i mean i found the whole showing off about her husband thing makes me grimace. Oh, it's the worst. Well, we hate that. We hate that, yeah. So, like, unattractive. But also when she was like, I can't brag about myself, but I can brag about my husband. It's like, that is worse. It's much worse. Much, much worse. Please never do that. Um, other notes that I made is they played It's Expensive to Be Me, which we were both very happy about, because it means at least Erica gets a little bit of money from the you show. Think she, you think she really pushed for that? 100%. Mm. They've never played her no. song is like background no, 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 music no. but she'll get some royalties from yeah. her good for her good for her <laughs> she needs See, she's already finding other other inputs for her <laughs> for her finance you know <laughs> she's, she's, she's working through it <laughs> um garcelle's blue look there's a testimonial look mm-hmm. where garcelle has blue hair and a like ice blue outfit and that was i think my favorite outfit. and the blue sequin dress oh yeah, I literally saw her hair and I was like, "You, that's you, like, at some point. Well, I do have newly blue you hair. You do have newly blue hair, and blue and blonde. We love it. As I wash it, it's going to get more blue, so... Love. Maybe Kathy Hilton will mistake me for Garcelle. My favourite, also Garcelle, was that fur coat that she wore. Oh. But also, so she wore this, like, incredible floor-length fur coat, just like Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Coat, if shrimps made it. But also, when Kathy Hilton turns up at the airport with her, like running anorak her running trainers and her like leggings and, and it was really sweet she was like i've never been on a girl's trip before i love her. i love her she her, she's gone her brain is gone i love her she's not all there i mean she's not even mostly there what was the t-shirt you spotted there were two t-shirts one of them said oh fuck one of them said girls can do anything and then the other one was so funny it was like the girls can do anything was the one she wore yeah. to dinner. She wore it to dinner. Everyone else was wearing like lovely outfits, and she wore black running leggings. Girls can do anything T-shirt and a black jumper. Yeah, but also you can imagine Kathy in a shop picking that up and being like, "Wow, they can." Yeah, they really can. I never thought of I that. I never. It's never <laughs> struck me before, but they can, and I need the tea. I 
like I, I know that I'm so basic in this way, but when I watch Housewives and I know like who their kids are, if their kids are like like with the Hadid, with Yolanda, yeah. but with Kathy as well. It makes me also watch her as Paris Hilton's mum. Without a doubt, that's and, and how I'm, you're watching it. Exactly, and then I'm like, God, they must have so much fun together because she's bonkers and so is Paris Hilton. Yeah. So like, their relationship just must just be mad. And I do think you get such an insight into how these celebrities have been raised like yeah. through looking at their mum. I'm now watching a lot for Lisa in a new light because Lisa's daughter is... Amelia Hamlin, who is dating Scott Disick, and this is a tangent, but this Love week the we segue got, there. Well, I haven't been thinking about this because this week we got an insight into Scott Disick's fortieth birthday party. I tried to do some research. I really went deep. I screen recorded everyone's stories that were there. In the end, it wasn't that interesting, but he did give away diamond Rolexes and diamond jewelry um, at the party, which was wild. And if you can go on Sia, the musician's Instagram, because she went to the party, got a necklace. There's a video she uploaded to her grid of her almost crying at the fact she got a diamond necklace. And it's the wildest, weirdest thing. She seems like drunk on rich friends. She's like, I've never, I've never had something like this before. It's called chandelier. And then she like sings a bit of chandelier. It's very odd, but Amelia Hamlin was there. She gave him a Harley. She's dating this 40 year old. You're joking. She she gave gave him him a Harley Harley for his birthday. And there's just lots of videos of her like, happy birthday boy. And I do- She's 19, right? 19 and he's 40. And I kind of see that in Lisa. Like she's, I can see her, you know, not, I can see her encouraging it a bit. Like, not there's anything wrong with it. It's just like- I think there is a little (laughs) bit wrong with it, to be honest. I will say, like, obviously, that, yeah. okay, look, what is that? 21 years. It's not, like, insane. I just think 19 is is still pretty young in the grand scheme of things. I also just think Scott Disick, like... I think Scott's got very Peter Pan never wanting to grow up He by. is, and it's all a bit sad, and this whole diamond, giving away diamonds at the party, yeah. it's, you know, it just shows such but What were you saying about the guy who made all of the stuff? Oh, yeah, so then I was looking into the guy that made it, and, um, because every single person that went to the party had to tag the diamond brand and the owner. And, and um, who is the owner? So he's this guy called, I wrote it down, um, the thing is called Lux VSS Jewelry, the owner is called Brandon. Um, on an article I found about him, it said, in his background, with a background in social media advertising, Brandon uses social media as a platform to showcase his work and reach clients nationally. So his whole thing is obviously selling custom diamond jewelry via people on Instagram. And I think everything would have been free, but it's just a wild But I don't get that. How can he have that many diamonds to give away? Exactly, and how can it be justified? I also think maybe there were like five people at this party. Like the party where they got the diamonds. Chloe, Courtney, and Chloe. Kim. Uh, Courtney wasn't there. It was just oh, really? Chloe, just Kim. Kim. And I think, I mean, it was just all a bit gross. But it's very. But I just think he. The, the problem with like what ma- the, what makes me really sad with like Amelia Hamlin going out of him is it's like she's a really cool young nineteen year old girl. Okay, she she got like loads of cool people. Anyway. Scott is not cool. He's, he's not even kids. remotely cool. He's like really uncool and kind of tragic. Yeah. So it's like whatever he's conning you into thinking you're going to get from going, you're not going to get it because people are just going to be like, what are you doing? But as much as I love her, there's something quite tragic about Lisa Rinna as well. Yeah. Like, I but her know. dad is Harry Hamlin. I love Harry Hamlin. I love Harry Hamlin. So like what, like it's very odd to me. And what do you think they feel? I mean, Lisa Rinna's probably like, 
she doesn't really care. I think Renna probably kind of loves it. Like, yeah, it puts there's them a in weird the spotlight as well. Yeah, and Renna's got Renna above all, and I recognise this because I too am one of these people. But above all, Renna loves gossip, mm. and I think it's probably good gossip. I mean, my favourite moment of the episode was Garcelle saying to Rinna, you know, I'll <laughs> forgive you. They'd had a fight last season about um, Denise and Brandy. And Garcelle says to Rinna, look, I'll be your friend again if you promise me that nothing I say to you will be kind of used against me or spread. And Rinna looks at her so sincerely and goes, I can't promise that. I know, I really do. Like, I, I respect it. her honesty. Like, you know... Yeah. It's not what I'd want, but, but it, like, you know who you are. She knows who she yeah. is, and so many housewives don't know who they are, yeah. and Rena knows who she is. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Um, so Erica wasn't really in it much in this episode. No, I think, I mean, I really think we're just, they're saving Erica up, and I think my prediction is the second half of the season is going to be all Erica, and all Erica and Tom, and finding out about this lawsuit, and they probably want to give the others a moment before... Well, what was weird was there was a bit when they were playing Two Truths and a Lie, and then Erica did her Two Truths and a Lie, but then she wouldn't say which one was the lie. Well, yeah, because both were bad. I know, but then why didn't she just say other things? Because then she was like, I can't tell you which one is the lie. I mean, if she worked for the Mafia, one of her maybe truths was that she worked for the Mafia. Yeah. I can can see that in a I can see that. I mean, she might have to go back. Yeah. She needs the money. I wonder what Mafia. Yeah. Who knows? Erica Jane. Erica Jane, we do She's love such her. A we do love her. There was also a moment which I spotted where she said, "Me and Tom would never move anywhere other than Beverly Hills oh, or where yeah, they Bel-Air. live." And it's like, yeah. "Well, you're about to." Well, that's what I mean. Like financially, where is she going to be right now? Do you think she's selling all of her clothes? I think the clothes got claimed by the wow. government. Yeah, I think the clothes were part of it because he owes so much money, and her clothes will be like a million. How yeah. much money does he owe? I don't know. Millions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Two victims of plane crashes. I mean, it could not be worse. Wow. Could it be worse? Wow. Um, in honor of the episode, yeah. should we do a Two Truths Two and a Lie? Two Truths and a Lie. Okay, well, you go first. Have you thought of No, ones? I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Two Truths and a Lie. I once, when I was 15 years old, stayed over at Robert Downey Jr.'s house. When around the same age someone made a fake Facebook profile of me um, and put my address and some very personal information about my life on fake Facebook. And at secondary school, my nickname was The Fartful Dodger. Wow. Okay, I think I know The Fartful Dodger's true. Um, I don't believe the Facebook one. Fartful Dodger's a lie. Is it? Yeah. I've heard you say that before. No, I've literally thought that on the spot. God. It's really good. It's uh, very you. It's really good. Yeah. It's very you. I, I actually that. wrote Artful Dodger, but then I was like, no, let me say Fartful. It's so much more believable. So <laughs> much more believable. I remember No, the that. Facebook happened. God, that's horrible. It was mad. And your I real address. My real address. Yeah, why did you see me at Robert Jr.'s Because house? I was getting with this boy, and he was like, oh, come to my friend's house. Like, I'd met, I've gotten with him once, and he was like, come to my friend's house. We got a cab to Mayfair, me, Anna, and Nina and Ella. And it was it was the most... He was filming Sherlock Holmes. And it was the most insane house in Mayfair. It was like four terrace houses. Then you go in. They had three swimming pools. It was insane. Three swimming pools? They had um, bowls of weed in every single room. It was mad. And then we were like, we want to come back. So we left loads <laughs> of our belongings there. So we could go back and they never replied to us afterwards. Oh, my God. 
Okay, here we go. I failed my piano prep test. My real surname is Chikuto. On my 16th birthday, Kevin Jonas came to my house. I'm gonna say the lie is the piano, the, the, the test. That is true. That's true. The lie is that Kevin, Nick Jonas, not oh. Kevin Jonas, came to my house on my oh. 16th birthday. And your birthday. real surname's Chikuto. My real surname's Chikuto. Do you not know this? What, did your dad change it? My grandpa was <laughs> Czechoslovakian, and right. he was called Anton Chikuto, and he changed his name to Tony Curtis when he came to Australia because he thought it was a normal name, and it turned out to be the name of the most famous actor of his time. Wow, that's... But yeah, so wow, Scarlett Chikuto. I know. That's so funny. Think how much more hashtag diverse. <laughs> you should have, name. like, a pet or something and call it Chikuto, yeah. not Betty. No. And um, I failed the piano prep test, which is the thing before... Even grade one, because I was right. so bad at piano. Right, like the theory test. The theory test. Yeah, I mean, I was so bad at piano. Um, my teacher asked me to never try again, and she had to cancel the lessons because she couldn't teach me anymore because I was oh my God, that's so, so unmusical. And then, yeah, when I was 16, I was very sick. I was in my wheelchair, and someone we knew knew Nick Jonas, <gasps> and he came to my house and played me a song. Oh, what did he play you? I love Bug. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Oh. I know, it was actually... I was in my pyjamas, and... I was really sick and it was kind of overwhelming and terrifying. But it yeah, was that like would have really yeah, stressed no, me out. Yeah, and now every birthday I'm like, please, please, not another please. Jonas brother. I actually, I can't handle surprises now, and I think it's because of that. Yeah, it was so overwhelming. I mean, I was so in love with him. You had no idea who was coming. And I also think that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. At that age, I did think we were going to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so being this like... 16 year old in a wheelchair in her pajamas who hadn't washed her hair in a week I was like well this is gonna be weird did you get angry at your parents I didn't I just like kind of cried for yeah. a week so I mean it was amazing it was the best thing that ever happened at, but um also just it was too much yeah too much just a lot to feel and it, it wasn't how I wanted to meet my future husband Uh, now we are going to go into the segment, the Mayor of East Town segment. Yes. There's only going to be two Murder. more. Murder. There's only going to be two more of these segments because we have our final episode next week. But me and Grace have not talked about Mayor since the most recent episode because we were so excited. This was for anyone. I mean, if you're not. If you're if not you're, watching it. If you're not watching Skip this bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um,. This was the penultimate episode. We this, got a lot of answers. Was, um, we got a lot more questions. This is a crazy episode, to be honest. It was a real... Because I feel, first of all, um, the really hot other detective whose name... Has Evan left, Peters. Evan Peters. Like, I felt that... I felt it was going to be more present in this episode. It was kind of like, he dead, move he on. Dead. <laughs> it was literally, he, he dead, dead like, on. apart from the bit with the mum, which also shook me when she slapped her. Yeah, so Mare goes to Evan Peters' mum's house and she slaps her. Yeah. And that was a great moment. It was but a great yeah, moment. Um, 
Mare kind of wasn't even that sad. Yeah, well, she, it, she was sad. It's, it's very, um, it's very her though. It's very it's she processes it very because her. um, in the same way, like if you're watching it and you've watched this episode, then this isn't like a spoiler. Again, like we said, fast forward if you haven't. When she's having all these memories of when her son died, it's obvious that she kind of hadn't processed any of that, and that yeah. it was all coming up now, and probably that might that be how she's... Yeah, yeah, like a lovely little young man. Yeah, um, exactly. So I've got a theory. Okay. Do you have a theory? I have a theory-ish. So I've also cracked watching it, because, to be honest, I was talking about Mare with friends the other day, and I realised I hadn't picked up on about half the plot. Oh, <laughs> that right, That they okay. had somehow picked up on, and I realised to watch this show, you need to watch... I found this article, which I'll post in the notes of this episode, but it's a list of the characters with pictures. And I watch it with that on hand. So Because there's a lot of mentioning characters, and you know their face, but you don't know their names, so you don't kind of put the two together, because there's so many names. Mm-hmm. Do you have that problem? I don't have that problem. No. I just no. don't remember any of their names. I think it's just because of that family of the three brothers is what's quite... Two brothers. No, there's and three of them. No, 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 there's three of them, but one of them is the dad of Erin, who's in prison now, because he's shot the baby dad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. That yeah. family. And then they the other guy's it, a cousin. Mare's um, best friend's husband is a cousin of that family. No, no, he's a brother. He's one of the brothers. There are three yes, brothers. Yes, sorry, John. Yeah. Okay, see, this is my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, so in this episode, we found out that Billy Ross, the youngest of those brothers, killed... Erin. Erin. Which I, me and my mum called episode three. Wow. Okay, I think, we kind of know this, but... He killed her, but John Ross, his brother, was the father of her child. And John Ross is about to try and kill Billy Him. on this camping trip. Yeah, that's literally so funny. That's exactly what... Me and Jack spoke about this yesterday. Because I knew it was Billy. There was a, a moment two episodes ago, and I, I said this on the podcast last week, where he gets really uncomfortable when she's asking them about about Erin going to live with him at yeah. some point. And then my mum was like oh, he's the father of the baby. But then at the end of this episode, when the picture, when Mare sees that, when the, the police officer sees that yeah. picture. So that is very, very, very possible. Yeah. And then the big question is, what the hell did those teenagers do? That's what's really annoying me. You know, there's those three dodgy yeah, yeah, teenagers. Yeah, and, and they were burning all the stuff. Yeah, I can't figure out what they did. Well, because she's the one who's just given the picture in. Perhaps he. Uh, th- my only thing with that is that boy. Is, was the father of that child and has now found out he isn't the father of that child. But I don't really know why else he would be invested in this way. Yeah. I don't know what they're and doing. Then the other hanging question for me, also, is. Oh my god! I just deleted the note. What's <laughs> all my notes on? Oh no. <laughs> um. Oh no! It's back. Okay. The other question I have is, I thought Guy Pierce, Mayor's boyfriend, we're to, we're mixing up Richard. actors and Richard, Richard was going to be the ferret. You know, in episode one, there was that thing about the ferret who'd been masturbating outside someone's house. Mm-hmm. But now I think maybe he's why just, did you think that? Because he looks like a ferret, oh. and the ferret is still a question. I remember when she was talking to the prostitute and she had the picture of the ferret, and then was like, "Oh no, it doesn't matter." You think it that you thought that was gonna be him? I think I thought he was gonna be a bad Interesting. guy. But I think now maybe he might just be no, a I think nice guy. No, I think he's a good guy. I think if, if anyone, I always think it's gonna be one of those three brothers. No, I, I really thought Guy Pierce was lining up to be the murderer. Really? Yeah. Why else would he have taken the part? It's such a boring part. 
Mm. I don't know, because he's kind of like the, one of the only good characters in the show. But no one wants to play a good character. Anyway, that's what I mean. I feel like this might be a really boring chat, but... Yeah, I, d- I don't think... I've never thought he'd be murdered, but I could okay. be wrong. Could be very wrong. We love Mare, and we're very excited about next week. We love the new season of Shrill. Oh yeah, we love the new season. We love the new season so much. Well. We both watched it. I mean, how long did it take you? It I watched it in a day. I watched it, in two. I watched it in a more a hungover morning. I love so Shrill is the TV show that's an adaptation of Lindy West's amazing memoir Shrill. It stars and created by A.D. Bryan and our favorite human in the world, Lolly Adafopi. I've loved the first two seasons, but I thought this season was a different level. It was really nice. It level. made me cry. I thought they did it so well. Her love, I won't give any spoilers on this, but her love in, um, her love interest. love interest is so, it's such a well thought out story. It really then, is. That's really what I, mean, I thought. I thought it was so well thought through. It's so rich. And, and there's also, there's things that happen to her that have happened to me so many times where like, you mistake a friend or you get led on by someone and that made me cry and like feel all these things I haven't felt in so long and then I also thought Lolly Lolly has a much bigger part in this season it's really about the two of them and um Lolly's relationship in this is just so so it's wonderful it was just you know what it's the show I one of my friends is going through a breakup at the moment I was like just whiz through shrill because it has lots of heartbreak, but it's but happy. It's, happy. As well. it's, it's really a joyful show. It feeds your soul yeah. in a way that I think a lot of shows don't. Like I'm in a bit of a wobbly place at the moment, and I'm not looking for shows that like make me feel too much. And it, it makes you feel, but it also just makes you happy. It's like lovely to watch. It's a bit like um, Schitt's Creek in that yeah. way. It's just a really. It, it just makes you feel really happy and nourished. We said the other day that it's for girls by girls, and I really think that it's like it's such a. Obviously, anyone of any gender can watch it, but it does feel like it's specifically feminine in this gorgeous way. Yeah. It's got a very feminine energy. I really want to go to Portland. Me too. I really oh want to go. Gosh. Portland looks beautiful. Did you ever watch Portlandia? No, but I remember oh. in the OC when Seth goes there. You'd love Portlandia. It's Someone told me about that the other day. Fred Armisen and... Oh, yeah, I can't remember her name, even though I love her. She was from SNL as well. And it's a sketch show, but, like, they follow the same characters in lots of the sketches. And it's... I don't like sketch shows that much, and it's one of my favourite shows. And is it all in Portland? It's all in Portland, okay. and it's very Are much... Are they like, from Portland? Is Fred Armisen mm, from Portland? I don't know, but it's very much playing on Portland stereotypes, and it's lots right. of, like, hipsters and... Weird. That's why I vibe Portland. Yeah. Oh my god. Watch Portland yet? Okay, we'll talk great. about it next week. And then let's go. And let's go. I really want to go to Portland. Um. What else have you been loving? What else have I been loving? I have been watching this show that I love, and I feel not that many people watch called In Treatment. Have you heard of this show? You told me about this. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. So it's Gabriel Byrne, who is an amazing Irish or Scottish. I think he's Irish. Irish actor, and it's basically this show, and it's very clever. Every episode, he has four patients. He's a therapist. And it's on every day of the week for, like, six weeks. And so you see every one of these people come back every right, week. Right, okay. And each episode is exactly the amount of time of the therapy the session. session. You don't, is it just in the room? Yeah, it's just in the room. There's no cuts. It's just the therapy session. It's There are incredible actors and actresses in it. It is unbelievable. And you just see these people come to therapy every week and you just see their therapy session. And... The development of the characters and like you know there'll be twists and turns and you see people open up or you see people have been lying about things and it's so good and there's a new season on 
that's just come out and I'm very excited about it so I've been watching old episodes but it's um I can really recommend it and if you've been in therapy which I've spent most of my life in therapy or rehab or many many of those rooms and it's just very kind of interesting and gripping mm. can I so it's a really different reference but I'm obsessed with this uh YouTube series called Blue Therapy at the moment which has been like really really getting a lot of attention on social media because basically it's a couples therapy and so in treatment scripted this yeah is this is actual couples therapy yeah. and the some of the stuff that went down in the most in the last two episodes of this show and it's proper couples therapy they're there in the room one of the guys is the what he's the worst person he's so awful and then oh my god the way it unfolds it's almost like because I, I love watching therapy, but I also love watching like, actual, like, real people yeah. breaking down in that way. It's like, you know what we were talking about when, like, you watch on, on reality TV, like, relationships coming to into terms. I need to watch it. I love... You have to watch okay. it. So, Blue Therapy, can recommend that. Okay. I mean, two therapy shows. Yeah. How perfect. Um, I do think it's interesting as well. Like, one of the reasons I love in treatment is because I think a lot of people have real misconceptions about what therapy is and I think this show even though it's obviously really dramatic is a good representation of what therapy is and I feel you've said the same thing about this yeah I think it's it's um what I always hate about sometimes when I see therapy in things is when it's done badly it's like it's really awful because I think it will put people off of it yeah so like I there have been scenes in shows that like like, even bits of girls where I'd be like, oh, this doesn't feel like what my th- my therapy is like. And I think therapy in shows can often be a kind of cop-out to get the character to say something that the writer yeah. wants them to say. And it's like, actually, therapy is an, it's, its own thing. And it's it's interesting to watch. If you haven't been in therapy, it's very interesting to watch. If you have been in therapy, I can really recommend Also, it's a really good way if there's someone in your life you're trying to get to do therapy. So it's like that. And yeah. then Esther Prowl's podcast are really good ways to introduce them to yeah. show them like really good examples of what therapy's like, basically. Totally. Um, and actually, a lot of in treatment, the show is about people's misconception about what therapy's going right. to be before they come in, and then him, he's he can be quite like, he's quite direct with his therapy style, which is very interesting. Um, did you watch Eurovision? You know what? I didn't watch Eurovision on Saturday night. I was in bed, <laughs> and I was like, "Do I want to lie in bed and watch Eurovision on my own?" No. I. I kind of love Eurovision. I think, as I said last week, I have very mainstream bad taste in music. And Eurovision is kind of really my vibe in terms of just... I love the performances. I just, I love it like when I'm at a Eurovision yeah. party. Yes, I, I... yes, yes, yes. I mostly watch clips, to be honest. But one thing I wanted to talk about, did you see this guy, Tix? No. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with this song. So there's this man, Tix. Um, what country? Norway. Okay. Who's the... Norway singer and isn't that what um that weird Rachel McAdams film weren't they from Norway no they were that? oh my god was, yeah Eurovision was the best film of the year weren't they from Norway no, they were from Norway they were from Iceland it was Iceland oh were they from yeah. Iceland yeah me and my dad every day there's a I like, love that film it by was the way. so good so the song in Eurovision that Rachel McAdams sings even though she doesn't actually sing it um there's a line in it where she, she's talking about Iceland and she says where the whales can live because they're gentle people. And me and my dad are just obsessed <laughs> with this line. We're like, oh want to go to Iceland because the yeah, whales can live the there. The whales are just gentle. gentle. No, no, so the people of Iceland oh, are I gentle. See. So the whales oh can my live God, there. that's so you funny. You need to go to Iceland because people are so gentle. The whales can live there. That's so funny. Um, 
Anyway, okay, tits. tits. He's Norwegian. He has Tourette, and it's this song called Fallen Angel. And you need to watch the video, not the Eurovision performance, the actual video, right? Because the video is all about him as a child being bullied for his Tourette's, and he wears sunglasses all the time. But then there's this. You have to. You basically have to watch the music video and the performance. I'm okay. Sobbing. So he ha- he wears sunglasses because most of his twitches are in his eyes, and um. At one point in the performance, he takes his sunglasses off and you can see him twitching. But it's, like, so beautiful. And the song is just all about, like, not feeling good enough. And the video is all about... He gets um, ticks, like, as in Tourette's ticks, written on his forehead because he's being bullied for it. And then he turns it into ticks, T-I-X, which is now his name, his performance name. And, like... He just seems like the most amazing guy, and he did so badly. But I'm he did badly. He did badly. It was so heartbreaking. I mean, it's clearly the best song. Like, why did me, he do badly? It's so upsetting. I thought you were gonna say he ran no, really I mean, well. Eurovision voting is just all political. I know. Like, it's, it really is. That's so upsetting. But no, I think he's gonna be a star. And all week, me and my mum and my dad have just been watching this video, and all of three of us sobbing. Like, it's amazing. And then there's this other video. Sorry to go on, but where a famous female Norwegian singer surprises him with a performance and he walks into this gallery and she's there singing Fallen Angel, which is his song. <gasps> and um, it's so beautiful and he starts crying and then at the end of the song she twists the words and the song's it, I'm a fallen angel, I'm not good enough for you. And she basically twists it and she's like, you're not a fallen angel, you brought our whole country so much pride. Oh like, gosh. we love you, we're here for you. And he just starts sobbing and... I mean... Oh, my goodness. It's really, like, good for your soul. Okay, I watch all of tics, those things. T-A-X. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's really sweet. What else? Olivia um, Rodrigo's whole album came out this week. Sour. In my view, no skips. I love it. I, love I know, her. I have to confess, I still haven't listened to it. But yeah. I will. You will. I'll it's come fine, we'll come to it. To it. I yeah. have this... So I've got a dog, Betty. If you follow me on Instagram, you know this. And I, I have a real problem where I miscalculate my walks with her and they end up being way longer than I want them to be and then I get so tired and bored so I have to find a way to like make myself feel better so I put on an album by a high maintenance white girl which is my favorite type of music Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodriguez, yeah. any of these people um and I pretend I'm in a music video and I walk mm-hmm. so I basically did it through Westfield the other day because I was so bored can you Westfield. walk the dog through Westfield like around the side uh, of Westfield it's a really dark place sorry, but I did yeah, <laughs> I did the whole of Sour and it's just so like vibey and you just feel like all your teen angst coming out there's this line in one of her songs where she says I'm so sick of 17 where the fuck's my teenage dream and I'm like that is genius She's so, I yeah, really like good her. for her. Yeah. What else have I been consuming? Um, I yeah, Yesterday I spent most of the day watching Dominic Cummings. I, I literally yeah. did spend... Which, Dominic Cummings, Real Housewives of Dominic Cummings. Real Housewives of Downing Street. Um, the, the one bit that was really mad, there were so many mad bits, but the one bit that was quite insane was he said there was this point, now look, I... We also all think he isn't a good person, but no. the things he said yesterday, it's it's tragic that this won't bring the Tories down, but like As we've some of the revelations. You can be a terrible person and you can be enacting revenge, but you can also be saying truth. Yeah, exactly. So there's this one bit where he was talking about how there was a moment last year where they were they were trying to decide th- three things. So they were trying to decide what their actual policy was going to be on lockdown and whether it's going to be herd immunity because he's basically said that at the beginning Boris Johnson wanted it to just be herd immunity which yeah, we already know but there were three things that were dominating people in Downing Street in the building one was whether or not to bomb Iraq 
One was what their policy was going to be on COVID, and one was Carrie Simmons saying that she was really pissed off, saying that the, there was a story about their dog that wasn't true, and she wanted them to put this story about the dog right. Oh my God. And the way he sort of describes it, and he was like, you know, I felt like we, we didn't really know what to focus on, but we had this trivial thing of like wow. talking about a dog, and I was like, I'd love to know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, part of me thinks like everything he said yesterday like was true, because he also was putting himself... Like under the bus, they fucked up so much. Did you see the thing about the the, the whiteboard saying who should die first? He sh- he submitted a no. picture. So at the beginning, they didn't have anyone collecting data on COVID, like yeah. no one. And they over a few months, this amazing woman from the NHS helped set up this database. But mm. at the beginning, it was him and a few other officials in Downing Street, and they they had a whiteboard. And what they do is they look at a number of how many people have died today. And then they just times it by two, by two, by two, by two, by two. Because they were working out that every day it was going up. So they'd say, in a week, this is how many people are going to die. And he has a picture of a note they wrote on a whiteboard. And it says, who should die first? Question mark. I mean, it's so... It's so horrific. It's just horrific. Yeah. I think something that really stood out to me and, like, anxious people of the world as well is... I mean, I was starting to freak out about COVID at the end of January. And the fact that they only even started talking about it at the end of February. Well, no, but this is the thing. They were talking about it. They just didn't do they didn't, anything. They didn't worry about it. But that's I was what I mean. worried about it. But they, if they'd have started worrying about it in January, we, it wouldn't have gone the way it's gone. Which is why it's amazing that we're going to have, like, a, a proper inquiry. But yeah. he was very... It was very interesting. It was, like, one of those things that I feel like... I felt like I was watching something mad because it would be like he would just he just didn't really clearly give a shit. He kept swearing and they'd have to then be like, You can't swear. He was he really just didn't care. It's funny, I do think it's a new trend in kind of global politics because the whole way through the Trump administration, the kind of arc of someone working for Trump is they'd come out they with Well yeah, well no I mean they'd do terrible, terrible things, say that they were now had change their mind, repenting, write a book about it, get a million pounds and then go on The View Mm. and talk about all these terrible things they did when they were with Trump and how bad it was. And it's a really, you don't know, I think you don't know how to feel about it as someone who hates these people in power because on one, you're watching these people that did these horrific things now whistleblowing and turning their back Mm. and and it's it's a kind of bitter, it's a very bittersweet feeling. It definitely is and I I think... I can sort of... I remember we interviewed Anthony Scaramucci about this and he was like, it was all ego. I just wanted to work for the president and then I fucked up yeah. and then and then I, my ego then made me want to then yeah. do this whole sort of public post-White House tour. But what's weird about Dominic Cummings is I don't no, feel No, it's not the him. same thing. Like, what's actually very interesting is he refused to do... He didn't speak to any person in the media throughout the first lockdown. He didn't have yeah. a single conversation, which is like... You don't do that. So he's obviously got a, a very grand sense of self. He, he's a very odd guy. But he's always wanted to be a behind-the-scenes yeah. operator. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It was only sort of I mean, of when through... Benedict Cumberbatch and him came together, that that's literally what it showed. Did you watch the Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch thing? Like, he's always been this odd person. And I think he, his, he always wanted to be unknown and be, like, this really evil, behind-the-scenes, mm. powerful person that no one knew about. And I think... His cover got blown with Brexit and then obviously got blown with, you know, COVID and him yeah. quitting in the Rose Garden and everything. And, yeah. And I think now he's kind of just decided, well, since my plan has gone might awry, well I might as well just do it. It's very... And I think it's just... It's very scary knowing... I can never... 
I can never even remotely relate to these horrible or understand these horrible things these people are doing and, and having people ruling your country that you I don't even recognize that level of callousness and I mean I you know every day of the first lockdown I was kind of freaking out and crying at the death numbers and and so is everyone I know and it's just a level of not caring that that I don't even recognize it really is And, and at one point there's this bit where he was like you know, I, it shouldn't have been us. Like, it shouldn't have been Boris Johnson. It shouldn't have been we. We, we, we were not we were not fit to be making the decisions. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but who would be? Yeah, like, and also... In, in a pandemic, it's like... There's a difference between being overwhelmed and yeah. terrified, which I think anyone ruling any country would have been. This has been an unprecedented Unprecedented. Thing, you know? But there's a difference between being overwhelmed and scared and feeling inept to just genuinely callously not yeah. caring yeah, about yeah, people yeah, yeah, dying sure. and I think that's what's so scary I agree I agree so but that's, a, I also that's think a great TV show going on at the moment well it was and it was, Matt Hancock then today at PMQs because he threw Matt Hancock he, he literally said Matt Hancock said some of the maddest things and lied and then yeah, it's I so funny because you know when he went to Durham Dominic Cummings last year like Matt Hancock was one of the only um, cabinet ministers who came out and was like he had very valid reasons to go to Durham and now Dominic Cummings <laughs> has just fucked him so badly um, so we love that show I, I, well I do think we're, you know, I'm very invested in American politics because Trump got into power when I was living there and we are living through the reality TV-ization of politics and we've seen that in America very aggressively and we are seeing that here like this was amazing TV and a lot of it was fueled by personal grudges yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. Matt Hancock is a cunt and we everyone should hate him but Cummings also clearly hates him just as a human yeah. and to be like vindictively taking people down it is very housewives and I find that very terrifying but in, no but also maybe very not because look what happened in America like Trump didn't win so what starts to the problem yeah. with the Conservative Party and it's always a problem is that they're very good at like sticking up for their own yeah, and pretending that everything's now. okay and that's that's really crumbling at the moment so I think in a way this starting to happen here could be the beginning of the, the, beginning end. Of the end for them right. or at the end of their like longest rule ever but it's I mean I just think every time politics is interesting we should be worried mm. you know it but should I always be interesting, interesting, but every time be... it gets this, like, bitchy and reality TV... I yeah, find I good. just think sometimes it is really good for the public to see that. Oh, to see sure. that, like, actually Dominic Cummings hates Boris Johnson. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I see you. I just think we shouldn't be being ruled by housewives, which we clearly are. I know. Well, I'd love to have a show about Gary Simmons. Oh my god, me too. I would adore that. Interior design master. I would adore that. The dog and the, and the John Lewis gate. John Lewis gate please please okay okay i think we it's did really hot in here i think it's a hot day today i think we might be at the beginning of summer summer it's summer Betty. um okay that was our podcast thank you episode for listening two. episode two